Right. Then afterwards, if you're adding things like, let's say you add lemon juice and salt or whatever, and then you mix it with a spoon, and as you're mixing it, it's becoming more mushy. Right. Is that a problem? No, that's fine. That's fine. Actually, because so, yeah, because because it already it already changed its form. The whole issue of token like is chunky or whatever. But then as you mix it, you're making it more smooth. Right. As you're mixing it, uh-huh. it's, it's not more full of Right. Well, so lush wouldn't be because it's not nothing. Nothing's coming it's together. Turned, no, right. Deal like that. Right. It is. Right. My high school teacher always. Right. 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 So so once if you. If you already have it to be in sort of a, even though it's still somewhat PC, but it's it's more of a smooth entity now, rather than I mean, when you have it in the avocado stage, it's clearly one piece. When you mash it, you know it's not fully fully mashed, but it's clearly to the point that it's a very different consistency. It's a very different reality in terms of what you have. Once you got to that point, you look at it and you say that's a mashed with avocado, even if there's still pieces in there. At that point, you don't need the shinri anymore. It's once you consider, because the last small change is not considered substantial enough to now you're making further token. At that point, it's really considered changed substantially enough that now it's, now now it'll be okay. It was a very ripe avocado though that basically self mushed as soon as you open it. That's it could I mean it it, it, it could be it's like hard to imagine. It, like it's sometimes they're so soft. Well, that, like you scoop them out. As to, like, like, you can't make pieces. If you want to cut them into pieces right. of salad, it wouldn't work. I mean, if you... But I was still imagining, even at that point, you're still changing the way, right, the concept from a... It's still a whole... You look at it a whole fruit as opposed to a mashed fruit, even if it's very soft. So, I mean, the idea of token is that it's changing what we call the function of it. So, in this case, changing from a fruit to a mush. So if it's, I mean, it's hard to imagine just such a mush that it's considered, you look at it and say, wow, that's a mush already. Hard to imagine just that, that's all. Maybe it's, right, you still want to mash it up. Right, but still you'd want to ma- you still want to mash it up, right, because it's, it's still the way it's now, it's still the whole fruit, so it looks like the whole fruit. And still there's a change taking place when you, when you go to the mashing stage. So I think even if it was very soft, it would still be considered to be a change when you're, so, when you're, Breaking it up, which, which should require, which should have a shinoi. Okay, so we end the last time with we were talking about medications, and we we started the three levels of chole on Shabbos, or chole truth in general, but particularly how it applies on Shabbos. It says chole sheish posakana, em posakana, and then we got to mechas, which is the third level. So we started off with chole sheish posakana, which obviously the most strict and strength, uh, you know, in, in terms of chole, it's at least lenient as a result because of that. And we said that for Cholosheish Sakana, anything is permissible, any issue of Cholosheish or any other Malacha for that matter, or any other Isser for that matter is all permissible. Obviously, it all overrides Shabbos and anything else because of Bukhach Nefesh. We mentioned even a Suffolk Sakana, which Sakana is even something which is not necessarily a definitive Sakana, but a Melita Sakana. Rahman al someone has just a very strong pain. And there's no idea where it's from, and just scared. And during the weekday, they had such a situation, they were called 911. Same thing on Shabbos, they would do the same exact procedure as they do during the week, they would do on Shabbos as well. The two points we mentioned was, when it's feasible, which means that time is out of the essence, there is two preferences, if possible. One is doing things which less malacha, which generally would include a shinoi, doing things which is somewhat abnormal, whatever that can be done with a shinoi, it's, it's always preferable. Again, assuming it's not going to cost any time, and time is not of the essence. And the second point was using a non-Jew, which would be the second 
preference if it's something which is, again, time is not of the essence and a person can't wait. So calling an Anjur would always be better, always preferable, rather than waiting for it, rather than doing oneself, particularly driving, obviously we said is, is one of the more serious things a person can do on Shabbos. So if there's no time of, of the essence, using an Anjur would always be a preference. Is there a preference of Shinoi over an Anjur? Between those two, Shinoi and Anjur. How, how, how would that be? Let's say you're, you're in the hospital and I don't know, something is it got unplugged and, and the monitor is now not connected. Right. So whatever, to have a non Jew come maybe it can wait a minute for to find non Jew or you can like kind of knock the plug back and grab one. Yeah, so non Jew would be would be yeah, it would be preferable. Yeah. Yeah. If there was a choice with that. Okay, then the second level is Holoshaimosakana. And definition of Holoshaimosakana is someone who's def, definitely not in any life threatening situation. Not, not even a suffolk, but there is something which is either affecting the whole body, and the way the Shachan phrase it is called something which is affecting the person's whole body and a pain to, to an extent that it's, it's bothersome, it's significantly bothersome, or even if it's not the holakolaguf, but something that is bothering a person enough that they would be in bed as a result. So you can have just some examples. Obviously, a, a significant headache would be not cholokalagov per se. It's something which one part of the body is bothering the person, but they would potentially be in bed on that. Even if they don't go to bed because they're pushing themselves, they have to keep on functioning because of whatever they have to do. If they feel they belong in bed and they would want to go to bed, and they, that's already considered to be a level of cholokalagov mosakana. And cholokalagov, the same thing. Generally, a person who's like a flu would be a classic example. So it's, it's a person, the whole body just doesn't feel well. And certainly, they, even if they wouldn't necessarily need to be in bed, but they, they would. So it's, it's not so different in terms of the holocalagof and the one aspect, because both of them really to the point that a person is feeling unwell enough that they would, would or should go to bed. But it's, it's e- either or. It's one part that's bothering a person enough or a part that's that um, the whole body is bothering them enough, and therefore they go to bed as a result. Those are the, that's the classic definition of cholashim Sakana. and in both of those cases, there's two very important points. Firstly, medication is permissible for that. It means the gzera drabanda we mentioned last week of the concern of not using medication is permissible for cholashim Sakana. And number two is that even though a person should not do malacha themselves, but asking an anju. Is totally permissible for Cholashim Masakana. It means that level of Cholashim Masakana, there's no limitations of asking non Jew straight out, whatever is necessary, even Doraisa, even if something which is totally usher for a Jew to do, they can ask a non Jew to do so. <coughs> so those are the two points. Like what? For example, medication. Like how would one ask a non Jew? Can you go to the store and buy medication? Like, oh, you know, any yeah, any, any, anything necessary. Again, for the medical, for the, for the medical need. Okay. So if someone, that would be a good example, someone who's, who, has, who needs medication, doesn't have, and they have a non-Jew to ask, they can go, can you go drive to the pharmacy, pick up medication, pick up a prescription, whatever it may be. They can it's 100% permissible to do so. There's no restrictions of, of Amir Lach and we ask a non-Jew dealing with the Cholish Sakana, that okay. level. So we'll get to heat in a second. Heat actually is a separate category. Um, but 
The answer is yes, but we'll see it's even more lenient when it comes to heat. We'll get there in a second, but the, but the answer will be yes. So any, anything necessary to, from a non-Jew do, they can do, and medications permissible as well. Those are the two main criteria, uh, two main coolers that apply to a Cholosh Sakana, and both of them are permissible in all cases of Cholosh Sakana. So most cases of what we call illness, right, where a person's ill, unwell, etc., more than just something bothering a person, but some sort of illness, flu, certainly be the case, anything in that category, in that realm, we consider Cholosh Sakana, and they're a chola. They can therefore have the non-Jew do it. They can take medication as well. The level which is, is relevant to medication is what's called a mechush. Mechush means a pain. Literally means a pain. Something's bothering the person. Something is hurting, etc. But not to the point of that they would or should be in bed. Not to the point that it's really a significant enough issue that they have to go to bed or should go to bed or they're feeling their soul lousy. Okay, but it's, just, it's bothering them. So certainly a... Not like a, like a regular headache would be probably a classic example. But truth is that mechash um, applies to anything. Right? A person has a pain anywhere on their body, which is it's bothering them. Thoughtful. Take a simple example, which is maybe not as, as we wouldn't necessarily think of falling into this category. Dry skin would be another example. Besides the issue we'll get to in terms of creams and things of that nature, even avoiding smearing things, which we'll get to, there are ways of avoiding that. But the problem is the issue of, of, of refuah. I mean, doing things which are for the sake of healing or the sake of removing pain or removing is a, is a refuah issue. So something as, as simple as putting on or taking care of a of dry skin, which is bothersome, just it bothers the person it's not like terribly painful, but it's, it's bothersome, and the person doesn't appreciate the, right, the, the fact that it's bothersome to them, that would be a, a classic example of a mechush, and doing something to take care of that issue would be right, a toothache, right? again, depending if it was something which just was slightly bothersome. Again, if it was, if it was very painful and the person really couldn't function normally, that would be considered choloshim sakana. One point that I should have mentioned before, but if someone can't sleep as a result, that's definitely choloshim sakana because their whole body can't function, right? Their body can't function when you can't sleep. So certainly something is that painful that they would embed and just can't fall asleep as a result, a pain which would be that painful, that's called Cholosheim Mosakana, because it's painful enough that it's affecting their whole body. Their whole ability to sleep is being affected as a result. So all these, those, that's back in Cholosheim Mosakana, but if someone can, just bothers them, it's just a little bit hurtful, a little bit painful, those are all considered Mechush, and that's where the issue of taking medication would apply, so taking a Tylenol, taking something of, of that nature would be a classic issue of Rufua. It falls under this Xera of the concern one may come to go on medication, and that's where it will be ushered to take medication on Shabbos in any realm of that area. Um, does Mechosh, I guess, okay. what if someone has dry skin on their whole body? Does it? Is that still mechosh, or is that now? So it, it depends. It's, it's about functioning. It's, a, about it's about how much it, how much it bothers them. Okay. Right. It's not about location. It correct. Correct. It's how much really bothers them. In other words, dry skin on the whole body, and, and something they, they really really bothers them to the point of like, and that that's, might be a good example of something which, even though the one going to bed wouldn't help, right? It's not going to help a person going to bed necessarily, but if their whole body is bothering them to the point that it's, it's significant. So there it's not about going to bed, it's just, that's called cholokalaguf. Their whole body is in significant discomfort that they're really bothered by it. That's called holoshim v'sakana. 
But if it's maybe just a, a, a small part or not a big deal or not that bothersome, they'll go into mechosh. So that's that's a really, that'd be a good place where you'd see that cholokal aguf would make a difference rather than just one part of the person's body because the whole body it just it makes it that much more of a overall change, right? If someone, let's say, is like going to move from one category to the next, let's say a woman is in labor, right? So, like at the beginning, it's the middle category, right? Right. Whole shame was right. Like, but you think you know where it's at. So, like, right. at what point can you start lechatzpila to just treat it as shayes masakana, or like right. you have to wait until you get to that point? So, so it, that really goes back. It's in other words, when a person is in a situation which inherently is, is yesh masakana, so in the case case of labor, that's considered right away whole shayes masakana. However, again, it goes back to the rules of the kalakal which means you, to do what's less rather than more. So if there's not a time issue, so then you do less and turn right, right then, which at less may mean nothing at this point, because I, I can wait. So like if I can, let's say it's right in the beginning, and I know for sure that there's time, so that I don't need to do anything at this point to deal with it. So it's in the, we'll call it in the category of holosheish bosakana, doesn't mean I can act upon it yet, because it's not necessary to act upon it yet. Now, Taking one step further, when I know it's necessary to act upon it, but I can use a non-Jew, so then it's using a non-Jew. So that's where, it, it, so it, it, in categorically, maybe the same thing, but we still go with the rules of do whatever less you can do if you know there's no question of time, etc. Right. So okay. that, that, that rule still is going to kick in. But the fact that it's, you know what, what it is. I guess like that, you know what's coming, but you're just not there yet. Correct. So I mean, that's, that's also a very unusual case, because like, come on, someone had a heart issue, and they knew that, that a pain to the heart is is not a good sign to them. Right, it's not a good sign. Even though it may not be right now taken care of, but you don't wait. You don't right. wait for that because you know that time right. can be right. right. So labor is a very um, specific issue. Where there, it clearly is something which which has time in terms of in terms of it building up. But most other things, time is not a factor. Right, you can, and you can't. And if you know categorically, this is a like someone with heart condition. Something bothering their heart, a pain, that's something which is unquestionable, they don't wait. And they just go straight. And even if, if we're quicker to go drive, we just get into a car and drive. So, because right, so, cause categorically, it's a whole shape for Sakana when dealing with something as significant as the heart. Right. Yeah, but but it, it, it raising an interesting point because Shlomo Zalman's Atzal makes a very um, interesting observation. And the Halacha says this that if, let's go back a step. Where it starts from mechosh, I know that whenever it starts this level of headache, it keeps on increasing. Right? People have migraines. This happens too often. It usually starts as a slight headache, but they know that once that starts and if they don't treat, it's going to build up to a migraine. So Shlomo Zalman says they don't have to wait till it actually becomes to a migraine to treat it, even though right now it's only a mechosh. But if you know this is your way that your body goes and it's going to lead itself to holosheish sakana. X amount of time it doesn't really matter how much time, but in, 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 it's going to. That's the progression. It starts off slowly, builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, and will certainly lead to a cholish emosakana. You can take medication now. You don't have to wait till it actually gets to be the case of emosakana, even though now it's only a mechosh. What the, is toward the end of Shabbos? So, depends what we're dealing with. So, in that in that exact scenario, if you know that it won't get till after Shabbos. And, and you can treat it if, and over Shabbos only be a mechosh, and you can for sure can wait till after Shabbos. Yeah, probably better to wait. Shlomo Zama has a different case, which I actually heard. Have you heard of um, Dr. Abraham, Dr. Avram Abraham? He has a set, he's a, 
He's the head of. He's the head of. What? Oh, yeah. He's the head of. Um, he was, I don't know if he still is, in, in, in uh, Shari Tzedek, in Haspel. He has a fascinating set of svarim, on medical svarim. So he came to America, it was a number of years ago, I heard him give a shir, and he was very close to Shlomo Zaman. So he, he, told, he said he heard this from Shlomo Zaman, this exact case. He said a person gets an open wound, and open wound is, is really a sakana issue, a potential sakana issue, it's infection is a real issue. And he says that it's five minutes before Shabbos is over. So... Should a person wait the five minutes, or should a person do now what they have to do, which is start going to go to the hospital and try to get it sewn up? And it. so Shlomo Zalman responded to him, "Is that who gave the germs a stopwatch to know when Shabbos is over?" That was Shlomo Zalman's response to them, meaning that you know it's true. Often things don't happen that second, but Shlomo Zalman's point was that right now a person's categorically in a cholashish or sakana situation because an open wound, again to the point that it can get infected, is. Situation. It can get infected and it has the potential. It's true, often, maybe even most of the time it won't happen necessarily until you know there's germs that settle on bacteria, whatever it may be, so maybe it doesn't happen that second, but it could. And Shlomo Zalman's point was because no one gave the germs a, a watch and no one shot us over, it can happen immediately. And if we take care of it and you don't wait and say, oh, probably nothing will happen. So, that's, so it's, it's a similar question, but there it's a case that we're, right now there is an active issue. As opposed to right now, it's just a mechash issue, and it's just five minutes before Shabbos is over, and you could wait the five minutes and then deal with it then. Right. With medication. But on the there. open wound issue, can you, for those five minutes, just do home treatment? You're washing with some water, you're doing basic cleanliness on a regular weekday, you wouldn't be like necessarily the first thing you do is running out open. Right, okay. Uh, so that, that may depend, right? If it's, if it's a real open wound, I don't well, know if you. No, I'm saying like a lot of times you need stitches. Right, if it's a serious. Will help yeah, but you're going to wait in the emergency room for an hour anyway to get it. But it's more sterile. So you're there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm if during the week you you wouldn't be taking care of it within five minutes anyway, like it's a process. Okay, so you probably don't have to show me more. If you wouldn't do it during the week, probably shouldn't be more machbar and shabbos and do that. Right, but if during the week you would, because. You don't want to wait around, and and that's what Shlomo Zalman's point. You can you can do what right, right. You can do as you treated during the week because you know if the, his point was don't say because it's only five minutes and Shabbos only five minutes, wait five minutes. That shouldn't be your cheshbon. If cheshbon is anyways, it can wait five minutes. Fine. So then it can wait five minutes anyway. Nothing to do with Shabbos a weekday. But if, if the point was his point was don't say because Shabbos is over for five minutes, so probably nothing will happen in five minutes. If Shabbos is your factor, don't make Shabbos the factor. That was really his point. But you're right. If, if you know. If, we we'll do that during the week, then 100%. That means you, five minutes is not a factor. So, so what if you have a headache that is not getting to migraine until after Shabbos, but if you don't catch it soon enough and have the medicine kick in soon enough, you won't stop the migraine from coming after Shabbos? Yeah, you can take, then you can do it now. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Even, if, if, yeah because even, even though... Yes, even... Shabbos. Right, correct. Because, in other words, the, the point was, Chazal didn't want you to get yourself to that situation. So if, you, if nothing you can do to stop it at that point, because it'll be too late to stop it at that point, then do it, take care of it now. Yeah, yeah for sure. So the case, right, the case before would be a case where you can, you can right, where it's, it's a mechish now, and I can take care of it in 10 minutes, and then stop it then. So in that case, I should, I should wait until the Shabbos to take care of it. But if at that point it'll be too late, because once it reached that point, I can't stop it at that point, for sure. And, and just the, the rationale behind it is that in a situation of whole shit, Sakana, Chazal never made a gzera of medication. Well, didn't 
put the Xerah in. So here, if you knew that's going to happen, and, and you're going to be sort of stuck in that situation, Chazal didn't want you to get to that situation. And therefore, they said you couldn't Whether take care of it. Right, exactly. Even though it's happened right, only after Shabbos, but still part of what Chazal. Regarding, saying if it's mutter? Yeah. Yeah, so if it's mutter, it's mutter. I mean, you can drink water anyway. Right, before Avdal. But, yeah, but for sure, whatever we necessarily take for medication aspects, you can do as well. So that's the, the, the basic um, rules of medication. It fits into this mechush category. Not the whole shame, but for sure not the whole shame for sakana. And the other point was as far as asking a non Jew, obviously in a mechush situation, one cannot ask a non Jew to do that. That's always going to be awesome. Now, as far as children, Children are very interesting, the way, we, the way we, we treat the status of children. Because they're young, their immune system is not fully developed, their body is not fully developed, it's not in the same strength as, as, a, as an adult. So certainly young children are considered a whole automatically. There's no, there's no category of mechash for, for young children. Question what's called young. This is a big machlokas in the postkin. How young is considered to be young? And sh- under three, for sure, all, every all postkin agree that there's no question that that's considered to be whatever's necessary, always do on Shabbos. There's no, no, nothing held back, again, as far as medication. Between three and nine is the R postkin who say that's really considered to be enough. Old enough where it's somewhere more advanced. However, the, the consensus is that if something's necessary to be done, even for a child between three and nine, it should be done. That means if a child is bothered with something, a child has a headache, and what you normally do during the week, you can do it. And we therefore we definitely make it up until nine for sure. Consider that to be a child and not make any humors as far as medications, as far as that, or with it for sure until nine. And potentially even up until Barabbas Mitzvah, the Postkumhoikal. And the way I would tell parents is that if, if, if a child is really bothered by something and there's, there's no reason they, the child has to suffer. And children also have a much lower threshold of pain. So what we would call a mechash, for them it's a whole shame of because they're bothered enough. It means if the child's crying, the child is bothered, especially if it's an older child, 10-year-old child, the child's really in pain. And again, medication, whether it's Tylenol or Motrin would help them and remove their pain because of the lower threshold as part of what Chazal we're referring to. And therefore, again, if a child doesn't, you can get away with it and, and the child is fine without it and can wait and wait it out. Certainly the child over nine, certainly preferable. But if the, 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 the pain is bothering them and they do want to take something and they, so you do not have to consider it to be the same as an adult and it is a child under our bas mitzvah, there's certainly room to be makel and to take care of because their threshold of pain is much lower and we would generally consider it to be a chola, regardless. And that's a, a rule across the board in terms of children. So, again, till three is not, not even a question. Three and nine is somewhat questionable. We generally make it between three and nine. Between nine and 12 slash 13, there's more room potentially to be strict, but depends how much, again, depends how much the pain the child's in and how much it's going to be bothering them. That's one thing as far as children. The other question is as far as cold. I mentioned before, it's a very interesting rule in the Gemara. The Gemara says that when it comes to cold, hakol cholam itzaltsina, which means that anyone's considered a chola vis-a-vis cold. If it's something which is bothering a person, it's cold enough that it's really bothering a person, that potentially, because it's what, what cold can affect a person, we consider the person to be cholam automatically. 
and therefore whatever is necessary to be taken care of for the sake of cold is allowed to be done on Shabbos, which is fascinating. I mean, generally medication is not going to do that, but where it comes more relevant is vis-a-vis asking a non-Jew. And asking a non-Jew to do anything when we're dealing with a situation of cold is totally permissible. So classic example would be if the heat is either not on high enough, or it got shut off somehow, or something happened which, which, uh, which now it's off, and needs to be turned on, to be raised, etc. There's no question that a non-Jew can be asked to do that, because of this question of kochel even for adults. Even adults, again, children for sure are much more susceptible to cold, affecting them, etc. But even adults who pretty, you know, our immune system is developed, and it's not something which is as much of an issue, but certainly can be asked a non-Jew, no matter what's necessary, to go and make sure that there is warmth. That would not apply to the flip side if it's too hot. Right? People aren't, don't get sick from being too hot. It's maybe not so pleasant. And we'll get to later on in dealing with the lachas of asking non-Jews how one can deal with that. There are ways of dealing with it potentially. But again, this is a carte blanche heter when it comes to being too cold because we look at someone being too cold as the category of, a, of the chola. Just one, one last point. Um, is medication. This is relevant to regimens, whether it's a seven-day or a ten-day regimen of medication. Almost all regimens of medication, a person starts off from being a chola. The fact that they're not a chola anymore is not really true 100%. Now, it may be true, but the fact that the doctors prescribed a ten-day regimen or a seven-day regimen means that they felt that it's not going to be fully knocked out until X amount of days. Obviously, it's taken on Shabbos. Certainly, if it started to be a situation of where it was even the fact that right now they're feeling fine and they're feeling perfectly okay and they're feeling everything is, seems to be back to normal, but they can do as the doctor prescribed because that's going to be making sure knocking out. We don't want to take the potential of a relapse and therefore that's still categorically considered even though, again, the way they're feeling now is 100% okay. And they can finish, take their regular medication on Shabbos without question. That would be any, any situation similar to that. What if they were sick? Like, who were the doctor for the whole family on the medicine? Just in case. Or anything? I don't know. Like, maybe had wasn't called. Everyone got. Like, prevented, right? Right. So, it gets into a, to a bigger shiloh of, right, of preventative medication in general, which, some questions regarding vitamins. Right. But this is, I'm saying antibiotics is almost, meaning you might not know you have bacteria, but if you stop in the middle, then right. it works. Right. right. So, cor- correct. So, if, first of all, if, if there's a real question of having it, then that should be okay. Yeah, take it. But even in general, the idea of preventive medication, which is another question in the can one take vitamins on Shabbos? That's a question, as a, as one of the questions the Post can discuss. It's not, not medication, it's being taken for usually to build up maybe a deficiency, or maybe something similar to that, or just in general to take a multivitamin on Shabbos. So Rav Moshe um, has a chuva about on, on vitamins. Rav Moshe's general approach is that vitamin is not considered to be for a chola. Generally, vitamin is taken if someone's not a chola, someone who's fine, and, but who wants to boost, whether it's a certain vitamin or multivitamin. And the issue of refu is only for a chola. Because of, as we mentioned last week, Chola is, is sometimes does things without thinking and is more concerned because of pain. If the person not in pain at all, everything seems to be fine, then the xero of Rafu is never made for that person. If Ravosha says that's totally okay. However, if it's taken for a certain deficiency, that means that that's in the world of Chola. So now, again, it would depend. If it's a deficiency which is a level of Chola Shemos, that 
they're missing that deficiency can really significantly make an issue for them or it's not a row to bring Cholashim or Sakana, then it's Mutter anyway. But if it's not, so then it's just, you know, it's, it's good for them to take or something which is not necessarily level of Cholashim or Sakana level, that would be an issue. Right? So really depending on what, what it's taken for, why it's taken, what the level is taken for, and these are all the part of the equation. But generally, vitamins almost always are not going to be shown Shabbos, either because it's person's fine or because if there's really a deficiency and the doctor feels it's necessary, so it's almost like a prescription of medication, it's not a prescription necessarily, but similar to that would be permissible because of the necessity of what it may lead to if one wouldn't take that. So that's, right, but it's that, that's no different than, uh, than right, it's other not being a chola. Then anything which is standard that anyone takes is totally fine. Right, so whether it's, let's say, prenatal or phallic acid or anything like that, which is just a common thing that I recommend, for sure it's okay, because that's the person not a chola. Okay, have a wonderful evening.